Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 168, what is frugality really? And is it right for you? Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Mm, Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are doing a kind of Frugality 102 episode. I think it'll harken back to our Frugality 101, which is still one of our most downloaded episodes. Crazy. It will expound on some of the topics and kind of give you the heart and the reasoning behind why we are doing our Future of Frugal Summit here in a few weeks, week Mm. and a half. We did 101. We're into 102. Soon we'll be graduating. Oh, my gosh. Summa cum laude. I don't even think I'm ready for Frugality 103. <laughs> yeah. I have to bring well, somebody I'm, on for that. <laughs> we'll just move on to 201. 201? Oh, is that what it's called? 201, 301. Okay. Well, you can I'm do one, 101 and 102. That's, oh, okay. It's freshman year, first and second semester. Oh, okay. And then we'll move into sophomore year. That's 201. a lot of levels. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into the next level, let's give a quick word to to our sponsors, Mm. which today, probably one of my favorite sponsors ever, the Future of Frugal Summit. So we are so insanely excited still about this. So many of you have been giving us such great feedback. Registration is now open for our first ever Frugal Living Summit. And we believe that it's the first of its kind. I mean, that specifically focuses on everything personal finance through the lens of frugality. And so the theme for this year is the future of frugal. Hmm. We genuinely think and believe that a frugal lifestyle is a solution to so many of the problems we face today from overspending to overwhelm all the way to climate change. And so we're bringing together 20, that's right, two zero expert speakers over four days for this free, you heard that right, it's free, virtual event to help us make changes in our lives that promote choosing frugality enthusiastically, not just as a means to an end. 
Yeah, so the online summit takes place July 19th through 22nd. Each day's presentations go live at the same time, so you don't have to alter your schedule or your vacation. So pause this episode, go to frugallivingsummit.com, grab your free spot, your free goodie bag, join the free pop-up Facebook group, and we will be giving away over $1,000 in prizes, including a $500 cash giveaway. So you'll also get an early bird discount on the all access pass because over half of our speakers have submitted products from budgeting courses to net worth tracking, all kinds of great stuff from speakers you already know and love. We've had them on the show before. So it's amazing. So again, that's frugallivingsummit.com. Pause the episode. We will wait. You're going to want to see what we've been up to for these past couple of months. And it is all online, in case we didn't mention that already. You don't have to fly or drive anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can just join from the comfort of your own home for free and get goodie bags and a chance to win $500. Yeah. So amazing. Also brought to you today by Definitions. Knowing the meaning of words can make all the difference, like the difference between being frugal and cheap, raw and cooked, carnivore and herbivore, safe and unsafe. Definitions can really be lifesavers. That's so true. I've been watching a lot of TikTok where there's people that actually make fun of words in human language, like (laughs) bi-weekly. Oh, that's going to mean twice a week. What about every other week? That's also bi-weekly. Yes. <laughs> and then the, the person taking down the notes on the language are like, are you sure you want to do that? Are you, are you sure? Seems like a lot of people could be confused. And people still are. I am so confused when I see something is bi-weekly. So yeah, yeah we're not doing that to you. We are going to give you straight up, we're going to start out with our definition of frugality. And it's really, so this is the definition I have held the entire time we've been doing this show. The entire time I've been working modern frugality is the definition from Wikipedia. Literally, I googled frugality and this is what is on the Google page. And this definitions, kind of, am I right? Yeah, and this kind of inspired how we do the show too because when I want to know something, I Google it and I look at the first page. And so we also look at the first page of Google and kind of parse through what's there. So this is the definition of frugality that kind of I hold to my standard. And it's frugality is the quality of being frugal, sparing, thrifty, prudent, or economical in the consumption of consumable resources such as food, time, money, and avoiding waste, lavishness, or extravagance. So it's far more than just saving money. Frugality to me is not about saving money for the sake of saving money. And if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know that about us. And so the things that really stand out to me about this definition are like prudence, like conscious consumption, including food and time, avoiding waste. Uh, it's just, there's so many things that I love about this definition. 
It is a really beautiful definition right? from Thank you, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Thank yeah. you. I think in a lot of ways, this is the radical middle. This yeah. is the everything in moderation concept that we don't have to live in extremes, but we could go in extremes either way. We could be so wanting to save money that we become cheap. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Or so extravagant that there's nothing left. There's no margin. We're harvesting to the edge of our fields and it's leaving us depleted. Mm -hmm. And this, I really do feel like captures all of that. But I also love how it is describing the various types of resources. Again, it's not just about money, which I've been thinking about this, Jen, since you and I talked with Kat about motherhood and parenting and raising kids. You said something pretty profound that I've honestly (laughs) been thinking about since that interview. I forget if we were still recording or not, but you just said the way that you're approaching teaching Kai about money is to teach him that resources are not infinite. I'm just like, oh my word, it's so simple. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like that can summarize basically everything in a lesson we even into adulthood need to keep reminding ourselves of. Our capacities, our time, our energy, our money is not unlimited. Mm -hmm. And learning to manage all of that well, that's frugality. And it will land us in a beautiful place if we practice that and walk that out. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's how frugality is customizable. Like, it's very customizable. You can, we are, I I love how you say, Jill, we are whole people, and we're all so different. And you can have a different version of frugality than I do, and the next person, like you listening, can have a different version than Jill and I, and there is so much freedom in that. And I think as long as we keep kind of the tenets that we're going to talk about today in the back of our minds, then we can create a frugality with freedom without guilt or second guessing of our purchases. And I think when we get away from the guilt and shame, we can do just live like really free lives and not have to think about our money all the time and still be considered frugal. Like not all frugal people think about money all the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a certain type of person that fits into this mold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so let's start out with our first article, and it is from U.S. News, and it's five major differences between cheap and frugal, and it's from Stephanie O'Connell, and we've we've definitely talked, uh, we had one of her articles recently on the adding luxury to your frugal lifestyle. So what did you think about this one, Jill? I love this article. I think it's worth, we will talk about just all five that they put into here because I think all of them are really great. And again, it highlights what is frugality because there are so many definitions. Sometimes people will use it interchangeably with being cheap and we're really trying to pull that apart and give people a foundation upon which to build And so the first one on here, I want to highlight because I love it. I feel like this aligns with what I've said from the very beginning would be one of my personal ways of describing the difference is that cheap and frugal, both people love to save money, but frugal people will not do so at the expense of others. Mm -hmm. So being cheap takes advantage of others. 
being frugal does not. I like the example that this article gave, super simple example, but a situation we all find ourselves in of, you know, going out to dinner with friends and, you know, you might not get a drink or the appetizer or dessert and you might even split a meal with somebody, but not at the expense of forgetting to tip the waitress. I think the writer says that they'll never do less than 18% unless the service was really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Or if splitting a check, not accidentally forgetting about tax and tip, right? It's not cheating others out of money so that you can have more at the end of it. Absolutely. And this kind of comes down to like, you should find your core values when you are looking to be frugal so you know what to spend on. But I think people should always be at the top of whatever your core values are. Like in some capacity, people should be up there. And so always prioritizing your well-being, your family's well-being, and the well-being of others. Like typically in that order. And so that comes before saving money. And so, yeah, that is why we don't love buying fast fashion or consuming the cheapest of everything because that's at the expense of people in sweatshops. It doesn't mean we don't shop on Amazon and Walmart. Like, we're not perfect, but buying less allows us to make less of an impact in that area or Mm. or contribute to that industry less. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, always people over money. Always. And if any of these points are beginning to align with you as you listen, then yeah, this could help answer the question of, is frugality for me? Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, we think frugality is for everyone. For everyone. <laughs> I, I, if you haven't figured that out yet, that's where our aim is. <gasps> this is where we're heading. <laughs> so that's, you know, I don't yeah. want to leave you to the end wondering that. So, but yeah, so that's kind of how... I love number one is, I also love that one. So number two is frugality is about assessing the bigger picture and having the patience to cash in on simple saving strategies. And so she says, as an avid runner, I'm not willing to buy secondhand worn out running shoes. I also agree with that. I buy brand new running shoes. I'm also a runner. I work out a lot. So I also buy brand new gym shoes. And so, yes, I understand I'm buying, you know, Reebok or stuff like that. Like, I know I'm not the perfect, like, non-sweatshop buying person. But so I do that because I'm assessing the bigger picture. And then they're all of my clothes are secondhand, like my gym clothes, the things I wear normally. So I'm looking at the bigger picture and I'm just comes down to that values-based spending. Like I have decided what are the things that I'm going to spend money on and what are the things that I'm not. So, And I love that they highlighted patience here. I know that we've talked about that a bit throughout 
our podcast is that doesn't come naturally to most of us, but mm-hmm. it it's usually something that we want to grow in, right? Being more patient with the people around us if people are part of that core value and then patient in being able to get the best value, get a good deal. Again, not just scrimping for scrimping's sake, but identifying, you know, he gave the example of, I'm going to get good shoes, but it might be last year's model. That kind of concept Mm -hmm. and being patient. And that breeds a lot of even understanding and connecting to our own values, what's actually important to us. It slows down the impulsive decisions and just spending for the sake of spending. A lot of these things then have these ripple effects of benefit to us and to our wallets. Yeah. And when you think long term and think bigger picture, you may spend a little more upfront to buy the thing that's going to last longer. I know someone who has a Vitamix that they love and that thing will last forever. So yeah, I'm talking about you, Jill. Thank you. You know, I love my blender. <laughs> and so, yeah, you spent more upfront for that, but it is a amazing product that will last forever and has an amazing warranty mm-hmm. for when things break. And so that means fewer blender replacing purchases, which means fewer blenders at the Goodwill and eventually in landfills. Mm-hmm. So that's bigger picture thinking. Which is connected to number three, kind of similar concepts, but they say here that cheapness uses price as a bottom line, whereas frugality uses value as a bottom line. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't highlight and resonate with this enough. It's not just about how inexpensive is something. It's what is the value that it's going to bring to me? Mm -hmm. Uh, They give the example of the extreme cheap skates episode on TLC. I don't know if anybody watches TV anymore, like actual like cable TV. I feel like the show is on Netflix or something. I (laughs) feel like I've seen it. Okay, it might be. But this guy ends up searching around his home for loose change and ends up coming up with $7 in loose change. But he spent an hour doing that. So like, (laughs) essentially, he got paid $7 an hour to like look around his house for loose change. And so it's kind of that idea of, is it just about the bottom line of price and money? Or is my time valuable? Is this thing that I'm going to be purchasing valuable? I know my grandfather would always go to CVS and get all of the candy that was on clearance, just like all of it. And he would always come home and say, like, I saved money. And we're like, pop ups. No, you didn't. You spent a ton of money on candy <laughs> that we're not going to eat. Like, we're not going to eat this candy. But it was just about price. He just mm-hmm. looked at the dollar sign. I mean, he did eat a lot of Tootsie Rolls. So those <laughs> did get eaten up. But that's <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> Ultimately, not just looking at the price of something, but the value. Do I need this? Is it bringing value? to my life? Is it worth the time investment that it's going to take for me in this? There's there's just a mindset shift in f- mm-hmm. being frugal versus being cheap. And Yeah. My grandmother did something similar, but hers was toilet paper. Whenever toilet paper was on sale, she'd buy a lot of it. So when she died, I actually inherited toilet paper from her. <laughs> now, um, see, that you'll use. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. It was a little bit of money and a lot of toilet paper and that <laughs> inheritance. So I feel very blessed. 
But on this, like, on this topic of like price and value, it kind of comes back to our frugality one on one one hundred one episode where we we're talking about the law of diminishing returns. So you can do all you can to save money, but at some point you are wasting your time. So really looking at the efforts that you can put in that will also back to our our Wikipedia definition is also being frugal or prudent with the consumption of time. So yeah, that's a big, definitely a big one. And, and remembering the law of diminishing returns, you only have so much time that eventually like you can only do so much with the saving money aspect. Yeah. Money is a resource and so is your time and your own emotional and relational capacity. Mm-hmm. So it should all be approached with this perspective. Yeah. All right. And number four, cheap people are driven by saving money regardless of the cost. Frugal people are driven by maximizing total value, including the value of their time. So this is Mm -hmm. obviously we're super passionate about this one. But yeah, so I think trying to still live your rich life, live whatever that looks like for you, the total value, you literally, you only get one life to live. So I see these people talking about extreme frugality where they're saving 50, 60, 80% of their income so that they can have some illusion of early retirement later on. And I'm like, you don't get these years back. I don't care how short of a time you're saving and how long of a retirement you're going to get. These years you don't get back and those years aren't promised to you. So while we should still prepare for those years, I'm looking at the total value of my life, total value, not just in the future and not just right now, but the total value. So I want to be a good steward of all of it. Absolutely. I think that even gets into like retiring early and the things that that breeds of, Mm -hmm. yeah, just 80 hour work weeks and breaking your neck to make a little bit of extra money so that you can retire early. But you lose a lot in that time too. So everyone makes their own decision in that, certainly. But looking at, as you said, Jen, just total value, yeah. not just this is what I hope the future will bring. Yeah. Like I like she says, well, I haven't bought a new article of clothing in over a year. I'm vacationing in Mexico next week. Yes. I'm like, that's, that's my, yeah, I could say the same thing, though yeah. I have bought some new clothing in the last year. <laughs> and I'm not going to Mexico next week. <laughs> So actually, so it's no, I nothing can't say like that. what's happening for you. But I want to be able to say that. That is my goal. Yeah. Uh, and that's making frugality work for you, where mm-hmm. you're going to spend on what you want to spend on, save where you want to save so you can spend where you want to spend. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, number five on here is being cheap is about spending less. Being frugal is about prioritizing your spending so that you can have more of the things you really care about. So again, kind of saying similar things in different ways. It's it's not just about the money. It's not just about the price point of something. It's about 
is this actually something I want to spend on? Is this something I care about spending on? Or is this something that my friends say that I should, or I feel societal pressure to be aiming at rather than what I actually want? Like to go back to number four, where it was talking about, I haven't bought clothes in a year, but I'm going to go on vacation, right? So I would be similar in that way. Traveling is a priority. I will cut in other areas so that I can spend on that. Whereas somebody else might say, no, traveling scary. I'd rather have have new clothes. It's okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> to each his own, but make sure that it's actually aligning with your values and that you can afford it, right? A lot of this is making sure that we are stewarding our resources well so that we're not going into debt to be able to have all of the things, but saving where we can to spend where we want. Yeah, this is a big mindset part of frugality. She says, those who are cheap are often afraid to spend money. That's scarcity mindset. And I feel like a lot of frugal people may say they are frugal, but they're living in this place of scarcity mindset because they're afraid to spend money. So they're really just cheap by circumstance. Frugality is intentional. Mm -hmm. You intentionally choose to be frugal for the benefit of yourself and others, not out of fear or the way you were raised or the way people say you should be spending your money. Frugality is really conscious consumption of everything. Yeah. I think this is a hard pill to swallow, but I would even go so far as to say that being cheap can cross over a line into just being greedy, Mm -hmm. where you're not spending on anything, you're taking advantage of others, you're hoarding just to save some money, just to not spend. And even if it doesn't actually amount to a lot of money, the motivation behind it can be greed. So there is a strong even warning in this as we talk through why aim at frugality and why avoid being Mm -hmm. cheap. Yeah. And not even greed out of like malicious intent, but there are so many people in poverty that have to rely on the here. They have to think solely about here and now because that's where they are. Mm -hmm. And it can cross over into that because they're not being intentionally frugal. So it's not even, it's not malicious. It's not negative. And if you feel like you have like a, if you're living in scarcity mindset, that does not mean you are a bad person or you are doing frugality wrong. I struggle a lot with scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. Like it is something have struggled with, am struggling with, will continue to struggle with. You may never be able to get over it. Honestly, like I don't know. I don't know if I will. It's just so ingrained. It's what you do with that. Yeah, it's what you do with it. Awareness can bring about. Yes, when you are aware of what you are doing, then you can make small steps to change it. Mm -hmm. And we don't think like anybody here would be malicious in their cheapness, but like it is so limiting. It is a limiting belief. And when you can make small intentional changes, Mm -hmm. then you can develop a growth mindset that may not, I mean, frugality, we said it right off the bat in our first episode, frugality will not make you rich. Frugality is not the solution to your money problems. It is a tool that goes beyond money. It is a life, it's not a tool, it's a lifestyle that goes beyond money. Yeah. And it can be freeing when you practice it. But obviously, we we recognize that there are 
other factors that play into it, but we still think that it can alleviate some of the burden if you are dealing with a very low income. Mm, Absolutely. For sure. So that that was a great, great article from Stephanie O'Connell on U.S. News. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Nerd Wallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. And really when we were searching for our second article, I was having a hard time finding something that really spoke to what we wanted to get across in this episode because this was this is kind of more of our who we are episode, not just going over what other people say. Because we want you to get the heart behind this summit that we're producing. And so the next article is from me. (laughs) No one else could give me the words I wanted. So I am going to use my own words. That's great. Yeah. So Jill, what'd you think about it? (laughs) Jen, I'm your biggest (laughs) fan. I'm probably one of your biggest fans. (laughs) So I think it's great. I mean, you write such extensive articles and they're always expert and they give great ideas. I mean, I don't need to convince probably any of our listeners of this. So we're only even looking at the first portion of this article because yeah. it it goes into so much. You give 200 frugal tips in yes. here. But the first portion does lay out some of the tenets of frugality and some mm-hmm. of the benefits, which I think are beautiful. So yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, so this is a literally a 10,000 word article that I did turn into an ebook. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. but the first part really lays the foundation for what the four tenets we believe our brand of frugality is. And so the first is minimalism. So buying less will always save you more money than a great deal. And we really believe that frugality is a minimalist way of life. Frugality is not minimalism and vice versa, but I mean, it's not about getting the best deal and the lowest price on stuff you don't need. 
I love a good Black Friday or Prime Day sale. I don't have Prime, but I do appreciate them. If I have planned for something that I want to buy and cannot find secondhand. So it's not against these, you know, the consumption of stuff, but it is pro-conscious consumption. Yeah. And again, because minimalism can look so different for every person and frugality Mm -hmm. can look so different, but there is a really nice blending of the two. It's not stockpiling. I like how you say it's not stockpiling. It's not extreme couponing. People can do those things, Mm -hmm. but sometimes that can just add so much clutter. I think I just coined a term, but like minimalism and frugality is not anti-consumption, but it's conscious consumption. And Mm. so that, that flows into your minimalism too. Like you can have a little, you can have a stockpile. You can have a reasonable stockpile. I have a packet drawer, which I've been saying is packet drawer for so long, but I have to be honest, it's a packet bag. (laughs) Yeah. That sits on top of the fridge. Yes. It's a packet bag. (laughs) And and it's just people know packet drawer. They can relate to packet drawer. Mine's a gallon bag. (laughs) The next one on here is frugal living is simplicity, right? Aiming at a frugal lifestyle will also bring about simplicity. There's a nice blending of this. This is another tenant of frugality. It doesn't mean that we do it well, we do it perfectly, or we do it all the same. But as we're looking at how can we define what are the tenets, this is one of them, that Mm -hmm. it's not going to be, and similar to minimalism, it's not going to be overwhelming, clutter, too much. You even say in this article, there's a list of 200 tips, but it doesn't mean you have to do all 200 tips. It doesn't mean you have to do everything that every financial expert says. It doesn't mean that you have to get the cheapest possible deal on every single thing. It's simple. Mm -hmm. It's simplifying to the things that are important to you and pushing aside the things that aren't. It is prioritizing in all aspects of life as it relates to our time, energy, and finances, aiming at what is going to bring about some simplicity, which goes hand in hand then with bringing about peace inside of our minds, inside of ourselves to be able to live out of that place then. Yeah. When I think simplicity, I think the book, The One Thing by Gary mm-hmm. Keller. It is one of my favorite books. And and basically the whole book can be summed up in this phrase, what's the one thing I can do that by doing that one thing makes everything else easier or unnecessary? So it's essentially focusing on the bigger picture things, the bigger ticket items that will help you not have to do all 200 things on the list, the things that are in your wheelhouse um, and the things that are sustainable for you. So for me, I focus on meal planning and cooking at home. That is my one thing that which by doing it, I don't have to focus so much on not buying lattes or doing a bunch of like the rebate apps and stuff. So to me, that's simplicity. Like what are the few things I can focus on in my time, in my schedule, in my place of living, that by which I don't have to worry about or as much about all the other stuff. Mm, beautiful. So, yeah. And that, and so you'll see like in our summit, 
we've we've got like a few meal planning things. Like for me, that was important because I think that's a lot of people's one thing or it should be a lot of people's one thing. But we also have a few other experts on saving money, what their one things were or few things were to save significantly. So we've we've included a lot of that on day two of the summit. On day one of the summit, we've included a lot of like minimalism and sustainability because the next one is frugal living is environmentalism. So going back to our Wikipedia definition, that frugality is the wise stewardship of resource, consumable resources. It says food is number one, and that's a part of our environment. That's a huge part of our environment. But consumable resources it also is, is not just like what you consume in your body, but like on your body or, you know, everything that has to do with living on the earth that we live on and avoiding waste to protect it. So, yeah, I am not perfect in doing this. I will say it. I'm not zero waste. You're not going to see me on any sustainability podcasts telling you how to be sustainable. <laughs> but it is always something. Putting all your trash into uh-huh. one small container. Right. But it is something I'm conscious of, mm-hmm. keep in the back of my mind, and make decisions based off of. Absolutely. And I think as we zero in on our values and our consumption and being good stewards of all these things, we do become more connected with this. And I like how you say here too, sometimes we can think of environmentalism as like buying the expensive products, but so much of it is back even further than what is glamorous now as far as what environmentalism looks like. It's the second hand, it's the reducing waste, it's the not leaving the water running constantly. Like that's being environmentally friendly. Yeah. And the fourth tenant, fourth and final, is frugal living is values-based spending. You've heard us say this so many times, and especially just on this very podcast, but it is, again, saving money in some of these different areas, finding the one thing, practicing minimalism, aiming at simplicity, so that you are able to purchase the things that actually matter to you. doesn't mean that you have to purchase the least expensive thing. It might be the most expensive thing, but if it brings about value, if it makes life more simple, if it does lead into a more minimalist approach then great. That's frugal living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll just read exactly what I wrote, but (laughs) it's discovering what truly matters to you. It's developing a sense of self and spending within Mm. it. I'm reminded of the interview we did with Nicole Victoria that airs on day one where she works with women and the first thing they do is try and get a sense of, okay, what do I want from life? And then how do I then we work on the finances to build that. So we're reverse engineering. And when they're asked, they don't know what they want. They know what they're supposed to do. They know what's expected of them. And they know the path that they're on. But when asked what they really want, they're embarrassed or they don't know. And it's developed, like this can develop a sense of self in you. And then you can spend within that sense of self. Again, so many 
ripple and peripheral effects that are beneficial. Again, mm-hmm. it's if you haven't heard it already, it's not just about the money. Our, we bring our whole selves into all of this, all of these decisions. And we would argue that as we're on this path of frugal living, we will discover more about ourselves, our core values, what matters to us, where our values lie, how to get at that, the behavioral and life changes we need to make to do that. And then how to incorporate and implement some of these concepts in other areas beyond finances. It will inevitably impact all areas of our personhood. And I would say, bring about benefit in all Mm -hmm. areas of our personhood. Yeah, I believe that. Frugal living allows you to stop going with the herd, pause and think about what you really want, what you value. Which leads into this next part of the article, just the benefits. We've talked about some of this already. There's so many more than what's even listed here, but just to name a few, it will free up more of your income. Mm -hmm. Just to put it bluntly, right? If we are more intentional about how we're spending, if we're looking at where we can cut costs and where we can spend on things that matter to us, and then when we can press the pause button on spending because we have what we need, it's going to free up income to then Mm -hmm. make further decisions towards the goals that we have in our life. It will help us to be able to handle emergencies. The way that I would define this is being proactive rather than reactive, responsive rather than reactive, that we're not just caught off guard, shocked and surprised by an emergency, but able to handle it with relative ease and peace because we've got the money for it. We've anticipated this. We're not being reactionary to it. We're actually able to respond to an emergency financially and otherwise. And it can help us to save for retirement, which is not something that we often think about, especially in our 20s, 30s, sometimes even 40s. But my goodness, will we thank ourselves and will, if we have children, will our future children thank us for it, that we're not putting that burden onto other people, but we've been able to future think. Again, Mm -hmm. it's what frugality allows us to do is goal set and future think. Not be reactionary, but responsive. And when you future think, you can think more about increasing your income and investing to save for retirement, to invest for retirement. Like those are things that you can't think about if you're caught up in the stress and minutia of spending outside of your means or even just trying to get the best deal and save as much money as possible. So both ends of that spectrum. If we find a simple version of frugality that really fits with your life, it frees up your mental capacity to focus on making money, to learn about investing and funnel money there. That's being a good steward of resources, is putting money into investments that can grow so that you have more money to do good things with. So yeah, even frugality goes outside of saving money and spending less. That's why the second half of the summit is all about earning more and doing it efficiently and building wealth and protecting it. So it's really all of that through the lens of frugality. And I mean, every single speaker, we ask them the same question oh. at the end. Yeah, that is it's the most important question. It is. It's what's your bill of the week? week. 
That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hey, Jen and Jill. This is Brooke from Fort Worth, Texas. Love you guys. Love the show. Calling about my favorite Bill of the Week. I have the most amazing, beautiful, wonderful four-and-a-half-month-old daughter. I'm obsessed with her. I work full-time from home and care for her (laughs) full-time. And I pay $15 a month to an app called Huckleberry. And Huckleberry allows me to log my daughter's sleep patterns and eating patterns. And then once a month, I send that information off to an actual sleep expert who then sends me a customized sleep plan based on her age and her sleep patterns and our family's schedule and needs. And that has allowed her to start sleeping through the night at two and a half months old and give me nice long naps and fall asleep independently so I can work while she's napping and play while she's awake. I'm so grateful for it. I get to sleep. My husband gets to sleep. It's a joy. There is a free version for all you moms out there. It just doesn't have the customized plan. And for me, that $16.23 a month is the best money I spend. Love you guys. Brooke, you may have just saved some lives. (laughs) I wish I'd known about that in the infancy of my child. I would have paid anything. I I would have paid anything for that. She she really would have given her left arm. She was yeah. Jill was here. She knew she was here. Um, Brooke, I feel like you have one hundred percent also just summarized values based spending for us. Absolutely. That yes, this is worth it because of what it gains you. So much sleep in your child's infancy, your own sanity, your own sleep, your own understanding of your baby, your own understanding of your own values because you have so many other things on your plate that this is valuable for Mm -hmm. what it brings to the table and it's worth spending $15 a month on. Mm. Well done, Brooke. And I'm so glad that this works for you. I'm so excited about it. I'm so happy for you. Slightly jealous. (laughs) Kai sleeps through the night now, so it's fine. But congratulations. That is a major, (laughs) if if you don't have a child and a child is sleeping through the night at two and a half months, like that is a, that, that deserves an award. You deserve an award. That app deserves an award. Everybody deserves an award. She hacked it. Imagine what she's able to accomplish now, too, because she's getting sleep. Brooke. Okay. Brooke, thank you for that one. All right. Here is our next Bill of the Week. Hi, Frugal Friends. This is Sophie from Germany. I want to tell you about my favorite Bill of the Week today. Um, I found about 30 and 50 Deutsche Mark, the old currency in Germany, and it's hard to exchange it now because it's gone for about 20 years. However, I found a small shop downtown that sold me fancy chocolates for it, and um, well, they taste great. See you! Hey yo! I love that because I would probably be the person to be like, 
Oh my gosh, there's no way anybody is take this. I'm so sad that it's just a waste. And then you found a way. You did not say, I can't spend this. You were like, how can I spend this? <laughs> and you did it. And guilt-free too, right? Because it didn't oh. actually cost you anything. And like, you got some yeah. chocolates with it. I love that. Well done, Sophie. I love that. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys, for these were fantastic and quite appropriate bills of the week for this episode. Uh, They're always appropriate. They're always (laughs) some sort of frugal or off the wall, and it's just always great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you want to submit your bill of the week, please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and leave us a bill and we will celebrate with you. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Nerd Wallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. And now it's time for the lightning lightning round. round. So today we are talking about what does frugality mean to us individually? Because Jill and I each have our own version of frugality. We're definitely different people, though we do have many similar interests. Like pools, like swimming in pools. We That's love a similar pools. Interest. We yeah. love pools. But we have a little bit different versions of frugality. And so there's freedom in that. And that is what we're going to just touch on a little bit. So for me, frugality means less budgeting and more freedom. So I am not the biggest fan of budgeting. I track my transactions just to make sure I am not being hacked, essentially. That is the only reason I track them. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it. But we are at a point where we are so intentional about our spending and we're making the same amount of money and we're spending, I mean, it's just really, we've honed it down. It's down to a science almost. Well, I won't say that. We're not that specific. But 
I mean, we kind of have our habits and patterns and spend within our values. So I don't really budget anymore. Like that has been, that's been a a several year journey beyond debt freedom. All we have is our mortgage. So yeah, and I don't feel anxious about it. Sometimes I feel guilty about it because I feel like these are outside perspectives. As a personal finance expert, I should budget. But I don't let that get me down. I don't feel any guilt or shame when I make a purchase because I know I can afford it because there are so many other things I am not buying. And I am very intentional with the purchases I make because I want to be intentional with the things I bring into my home because I realize my home is finite. It is not growing. We are not building any addition on. So every time I bring something to my house, it has to have a place. It has to have a purpose or it has to be replacing something. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I can't say that's the same version of frugality Travis has, but (laughs) that's his version I have. You're working towards it. We are working. He spends a lot less than I do. Mm-hmm. He just brings more things into the house. I spend more money on things that either don't come into the house or don't stay in the house. Not budgeting is not synonymous with spending frivolously, though. Mm-hmm. Like you've said, you you know what your expenses are. You've got a lot on automatic payment. You've cut some of these variable costs like grocery shopping you know how much you make every month. So you are aware of what you can and can't spend. And then there's just the reality that you're just not spending a lot. So it's not to say like, I don't budget, therefore that means I'm just buying whatever. And yeah. So there's still intentionality to it. Yeah, it's we spend one or the years other. budgeting, years every month and being very intentional about it. And now we are at the point where we feel like we've honed in on who we are. A lot of self-discovery. And when you're married it's or, or have a partner, it's discovery of your partner as well. So a lot of like selves discovery. And once you've got a rhythm, we haven't mastered it. But once you have a rhythm, then yeah. Yeah. So that's what frugality affords me. Mm. I am a f- personal finance expert who doesn't have a monthly budget. I love it. Be you. (laughs) So this is where we overlap. I would also say that frugality means freedom for me also. I think this lifetime, as far as my adulthood lifetime, and being intentional about where I'm spending, where I'm saving, how I'm utilizing resources has brought about a great deal of freedom because there is excess finances. At this point, again, because I've identified my values and because I've been aware of money coming in and money going out, it has helped me to be able to identify how can I bring more in. And then that creates freedom to know that I can spend where I want to spend and save where I want to save. I think it has also meant minimalism. For me, I have found a good deal of peace and freedom in being content in having a little, identifying what is helpful, what's convenient, what is going to bring value to my life, like my blunder, you know me. But beyond that, I don't have a lot of junk because that's stressful to me. So minimalism, thank you, frugality and minimalism. 
I think it's also brought a lot of uh, DIY, like do it myself, problem solve mentality. I have worked to be able to identify where can I hire out, where can I delegate. But those tenants haven't left me. I still paint my own home. Eric does all of our renovations, which helps us to be able to cash flow renovations and not go into further debt for that. And finally, and probably most importantly, I don't know why I put it last, but frugality has allowed a good deal of generosity for us, for Eric and I. Mm -hmm. And that is, if we were to talk about core values, it's very important to me. Uh, Generous in, in anything, whether it's time, money, you name it. When we didn't have a lot of money, I think we were very generous with our time. Now we've been able to be a little bit more generous with finances. And now it's kind of finding that happy medium. Both Eric and I had a recent conversation like, we're, we miss volunteerism. Like we want to give of our time again. Of course, COVID interrupted a lot of that, like <laughs> community and ability to mm-hmm. like spend time with others. But that's an incredibly important thing to me. And being able to save money, spend intentionally has freed up money and then freed up money for my why, which is to be able to give to others. So, so grateful for that. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even touch on the contentment and generosity portions of frugality, but it really, yeah, it gives you a contentment where you feel like there's a line and then you can like give generously beyond that line. So yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for kind of listening to our manifesto. (laughs) This has been an episode I've looked forward to, and it's been really life-giving to do this. I love our episodes, but this subject especially, I mean, more than like saving money on moving, you know, like this gives me life and I love to talk about this topic. So please... Let us know your thoughts in the Summit Facebook group. If you are already signed up for the Summit, let us know why you're frugal. What does frugality mean to you? And let's come alongside you and and you can find your tribe of people like Jill and I have found in each other Mm. because that's so important. So thanks for listening and thank you also for your kind reviews like this one from CKFVNFV, <laughs> the best. These women are great. Just happens to be five stars. They make a podcast that's smart, funny, authentic, relatable, helpful, and kind. I work alone in my pottery studio, and I look forward to my Friday meeting with Jen and Jill when the podcast drops. Even if the topic appears to be something that doesn't pertain to me, I listen and learn and absolutely enjoy the banter. Thanks. Mm, What a kind review. Thank you for saying all those nice things about us. Mm -hmm. And so thrilled to join you in your pottery studio every Friday. Uh, If you happen to be, this is just a side note, if you happen to be in our Frugal Friends community group on Facebook, love to see some of the work that you create. I have this growing affinity for pottery. 
I drink from a handmade mug every morning, my coffee. So anyhow, that's that's <laughs> just for me because I like pottery. Jill just wants to see that. So. Yeah, I do. All right. We also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. So when you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we add you to our monthly drawing. So here's how it works. For every five tags and reviews we get each month, we give away a copy of the Frugal Friends workbook. So this month... Not only will you get a copy of the Frugal Friends workbook, you're also going to get a copy of the All Access Pass for the summit. And so actually, one of the things to enter into winning, you don't have to do this, but one of the ways to enter into win our giveaways is to leave a review. So if you're entering in a giveaway, please just take a screenshot of the review on either iTunes or Stitcher. And you can send the screenshot to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. You'll be entered to win our giveaways at the summit. You'll be entered to win an all-access pass. And if you buy one, we'll give you a refund should you win. And a Frugal Friends workbook. So that, so yeah, so please don't forget. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to review us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to share, leave a review, whatever. Sharing also is on is one of the ways to enter. So literally any of these things. Yeah, just leave a review, share mm-hmm. us on Insta, and you'll be entered. And there's so many opportunities to win so, so much stuff. So just, much just giving do it. away this month. Do so it. much generosity. Ooh, you know, you know we like that. Yeah. All right, friends. See you next week. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Yeah, Jill, I have been going through some of these summit videos and you never you always leave an interview thinking, oh, that was real good. But then later you're like, was it good? Did I just have a fun time hanging out? Are people (laughs) going to get something out of this? So I've been going and re-listening to these interviews and I'm like, yes, this makes sense. This is actionable. This is gold. Mm. Like these are things that all coming together in one place and it would take you years to google everything that you're going to get in four days it's like a greenhouse for growth yeah you just kind of immerse yourself into all of this and yeah i mean there's at least one big takeaway from every speaker so you talk about 20 speakers there's so much richness to absorb in that And I appreciate the combination. It's a variety of topics. It's not just saving money. It's Mm -hmm. so many different things. Saving money, making money, spending money, how to do that wisely, how to be environmentally friendly with our frugality and minimalist and just... Like there's something for everyone, Mm -hmm. just like frugality. It just is attainable and approachable for everybody. So I literally can't wait. Mm, I think it's the best thing we've done yet. It is absolutely the best thing we've done. I mean, the podcast is really great too. We've been doing that for over three years. Yeah. But it has led to us being able to do this (laughs) um, on a scale that, yeah, that that we wouldn't have been able to do without the podcast. But this is definitely something, gosh, yeah, it's just great. So frugallivingsummit.com. 
We're going to end this so you can go. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.